0: The following is a paid program and the views expressed are those of the hosts and guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPTF or Curtis Media Group. Information provided is of a general nature. Listeners seeking specific advice should contact a licensed professional in the appropriate area. From home repair to remodeling, this is making your home great.
1: FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. We are on the air. I'm reminding Brock that we're, it's time to start the show. We were chatting so effectively during the commercial and news break that we just we just kept going
2: you think there'd be a light in here that says we're on the air or something it, it's that one
1: oh, right there
0: oh there it that's is. the one that's behind me gotcha
1: it's behind. <laughs> all right gentlemen we've got jeff hastings of burke brothers hardware hello sir how are you doing i'm
0: well how are you doing as far
1: as i know i'm great
0: happy labor day
1: happy labor day to you i get an extra day off that's a wonderful thing <clears throat> well for, we do
0: we do too actually we're closed on monday we are as well we are closed on monday you.
1: okay so if anybody needs that one little thing like an odd flange this is the place to go and you got to go before monday tell me the story here
2: well i mean we we had an issue this week out in the field one of my installers caused some minor damage to the outside of one of the customers homes oh my gosh. And, you know we take that stuff pretty seriously sure um, so I had, uh, one of my, my lead technicians, uh, who's been working with us for many, many years and I had him running all over town, trying to find a solution for this oh, to, to ensure that it was, yeah. So we don't break it like that. Right. Um, <laughs> we, if, uh,
1: if that's broken, you can go to Burke brothers and get another, get one. another one. Okay. All right, fair.
2: So fair. we, uh, we had, we had him driving all around town trying to find something. And, yeah. and uh, one of my guys had the idea, well, hey, stop by Burt Brothers and see if they have anything over there. And sure, you know, he was convinced he was not going to find anything that would work. And he was there, I don't know, 10 minutes. And, and one, of, one of his guys was like, I know what you're trying to do. Will this work? And sure enough, the repair looked outstanding. Yeah. Uh, so we were excited that one of the, the off-ball items you don't normally find, these guys had in, in spades.
1: So how many flanges do you have available at Burke Brothers? (laughs) Well, we've got,
0: I have no idea other than the fact that we have several different types depending on whether you're talking about toilet flange or floor flange or one of the PVC flanges he was talking about. Yeah. We have a bunch.
1: It was clearly a non-standard fix. He took something, you took something that wasn't intended for this but worked perfectly
2: uh, correct we had to modify it and it was it was custom but the fact that we couldn't find anything out there to modify to fix this problem yeah. and you know they had it on like aisle two you know it was just in and out getting right. in and out of there is so easy
1: and Jeff there's no looking around at Burke Brothers at least for a customer
0: well they can but they're going to get asked yeah about three times in the first five minutes
1: what would you like all right. What's the What's the standard question? What can
0: we help you find today? What can we help you find?
1: Well, I need a flange about seven inches wide on the outside and about an inch and a quarter on the inside. Well, Bro- Bro- Brock's minutes. already
0: given away the secret. It's on
1: all two. So. <laughs> well, it's on all two. <laughs> I
2: mean, know, we we've all walked what? into big box stores, right? Yes. the 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 one thing we all will admit we wish would happen. Yeah. If somebody with knowledge meets us at the door and says, what are you looking for? Let me help you find it. Right. In most cases, you walk in and you're standing there looking at all the aisles, trying to figure out where it is, try to track somebody down to ask them if they know where it is. Yes. And in most cases, they don't. They have to pull up a phone or send you over somewhere else. These guys know where everything is. They know exactly where it is. And they ask you as soon as you walk in the door, what do you need? I need this. Oh, it's right there. Great. I'm done. Pick it up. Check out. Gone.
1: I think that if you go to a certain store and you ask for a specific item and that fellow's got to go to his phone, you've gone to the wrong place. <laughs> I mean, even if their selection is massive, they don't know where to find it. they got to look on their phone for flanges. It takes and time. That's That's lost time, but it's lost. You're not going to find it. They're not going to find it. On the other hand, Burke Brothers Hardware, talk to me through the experience at Burke Brothers. People ask, how can we help you?
0: Yeah, and then we will, you know, we're going to take you to wherever it is that you're, you're whatever item you, that you're trying to find, yeah. we'll do our best to find it. It's like a gentleman this past week was looking for, he does um, metal lathe work. Oh, wow. And he needed to raise the table. Or, or the set for his um, chisel yeah. to sit on. And he was looking for a small brass piece. And he yes. was over in our nuts and bolts looking for brass bolts or brass uh, brass nuts, rather. Sure. And so I said, well, let, let's go over here to plumbing. So we went to plumbing and a 3-8 uh, pipe nipple that was about an inch and a half long was perfect. Yeah. Inside and outside diameter. Mm-hmm. And he said, I never would have found it if you hadn't come over here and helped. Again, a sta- non-standard thing. Right, that's right. not what it's designed no, for. That, that he absolutely not what it's designed for. But he had the tools to manufacture out of our stock what he needed to do. Wow! And so you know that's just sort of we, we try to think outside the box right. and figure out what how we can make a better mousetrap.
1: Yep. Now you can think inside the box as well. If I my, if and when my toilet breaks and I feel confident. Then I can replace a part, and I know what broke. I can take that part to you.
0: Take and that part, but but also please take a picture.
1: Yeah, I need to know what you you need can, to know what manufacturer and why is that?
0: Well, thirty years ago, the only toilet that was out there by and large was made by American Standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, when you're getting into the high higher end homes and whatnot, yes. uh Moen makes a whole line of toilets, yeah. that their flush valves are totally different, uh, and then there's Mansfield, which again has a totally different thing. So it's not, unfortunately, not anymore. The only thing standard in plumbing is that nothing is standard. Right, <laughs> right. And so, you know, we always tell people, if you can do it, if you can bring in the pieces and take a picture, yeah, we're going to hit a home run every time. Yep. Really? I mean, a gentleman yesterday came in, and he needed a simple flapper. He comes in, we give him a flapper that... Yeah we thought would work and it was too small oh well the next time he comes in he brings the old flapper in and a picture of the back of the toilet right we didn't see him the rest of the afternoon so i guess it worked
1: yeah the the manufacturer name has got to be on the back right
0: it's it's usually stamped inside the toilet somewhere inside inside the tank there inside the tank okay that makes sense but if you if you take a picture you know Moen is dramatically different than American Standard, which is dramatically different than a Mansfield. It's kind of like cars. If you show me a picture, yeah. I can probably tell you what kind of toilet you got. Right. So that's, you know.
1: that's To me, just, that's a skill that's worthwhile. Yeah.
0: You take the top off the tank and take a picture, and then we can tell you what you got.
1: Wow. All right. If you're curious about something that you need, if your toilet's still running, uh, talk to Jeff Hastings at Burke Brothers Hardware. Uh, 919-860-9783, also Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. And just to stay with the toilet just for a second, a toilet is running. You know, that whole high-pitched whine, what is the typical problem there?
0: Um, Usually, it's the the biggest, the fill valve, the most popular fill valve is made by Fluidmaster. And at the top of Fluidmaster fill valve, there's a little rubber disc yep. and when anybody any sand or grit or any debris gets in there and sort mm-hmm. of hangs that washer open yeah what you're hearing is similar to outside the house having a, a hose with a, a sprayer and just lightly touching that sprayer mm-hmm. it's it's the pressure of that water coming out right at a, at a slow amount but that slow amount over 30 days equals out to a 200 or 300 water bill so, i know I know that very yeah, I mean, well. Everybody's been down that path once or twice. Yeah,
1: uh, left the hose on, and it just leaked. A, wow, just a little bit. Right. Till I walked in the side yard, and there it is. Then you had a pool, and I got a pool. Yeah. Uh, or in the summer you it. had a hot tub. Uh, let, let me ask it. <laughs> you have a replacement uh, uh, sprayers for the for my hose? Oh yes. Oh, it's been yes. out in the sun all year, so it's it's likely that it's been damaged. And I leave it. You know, there's two kinds of people in the world. People who roll up their their hose when they're done with it and put it aside and there are people who leave them right there so that the lawnmower runs over them. Right.
3: <laughs> kills,
0: I am kills the, a
2: section of the grass I am so our, the second
0: in, in in the the lawn care area yeah talking about hoses and sprinklers and stuff yeah. uh, there's a company called Dram Dramm Dram mm-hmm. is uh it's a it's made in Europe I believe and they make the best quality products anywhere. Yeah. Um, that they're, they're just, if somebody comes in, they want something, I put it in their hand every single time. Right. If they don't like it, I'll give them their money back. Um, because like the, the, the sprayers, they've got a ball valve on their sprayer so that you can set the ball valve and, and spray your yard or spray your car when you're washing it. Yeah. You know, old school, those nozzle sprayers, you had to sit there and hold it the entire time oh yeah you know no, no i don't you know like that. and 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 dram just makes a great one but the only funny thing is the most popular color that we have yeah is grass green <laughs> and now for the life of me explain yes. to people okay you drop that in your yard yes, yes. Uh, yeah how are you going to find it we've got bright orange bright red yellow yeah. blue uh-huh. purple i want that. number one seller green
1: Number one seller, it's because it looks like the outside. It's, it's yeah, right. Yeah, they
2: want it to blend into the yard, and they're just not until, realizing you can never find it right, again until
0: the mower hits it. It's kind of so like I'm not like, the only person
1: who does this. Oh no, but it's kind of <laughs> like um,
0: pocket knives, and we sell a fair amount of pocket knives. Yeah, and one of the you know the ones that we sell most popular by case, um, they came out with a line about uh, several years ago, and they're camouflage color. Yeah. And everybody wanted a camouflage knife. Yes, they did. And I, for the life of me, can't understand that because if you drop it, it's gone. Yeah. My knife, my pocket knife is a bright blue. Yes. uh, It's sort of a navy blue bone Mm -hmm. pocket knife. I can't tell you the number of times I've dropped it. But you know what? You find it in the yard. Yep. A camouflage knife, once you drop it, it's gone. You get two steps away from it. So
2: yeah, I carry a, a neon yellow, bright yeah pocket knife, right? Because I've dropped my knife in an attic and yeah. it just disappears in the insulation, or it, it disappears yeah. in the grass. Yeah, it's just it, it never made sense to me either. You,
1: you go to a construction site and there's usually one or two fellow who who's gone ahead and sprayed their tools with a neon. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh yeah. that's mine right there don't even walk off with it but it's also where did i put that well it's right there see it three blocks away well it was like the
2: corner it was like 10 15 years ago you remember when all the cell phones were the size of a matchbox yeah i never understood that logic at all they had these brand new phones that were big enough to you know fit in your third pocket and it's like well i'm gonna lose that in 10 minutes Right. right just didn't make sense same yeah. with a camo pocket knife. My
1: cousin yep. loved those because he was in prison, and you can <laughs> you can go ahead and hide the. Listen, let's we're getting off topic. We're going to talk about hand tools in just a little bit.
0: Well, but also you know knives. We're the we're one of the largest case knife dealers around. Really, Ooh, I didn't know that. Yeah, case uh, COVID hit case knives really really hard, uh, both from employment as well as supply chain issues. Uh, yeah. But they've come back with a vengeance and we've been uh, we've been stocking up on that you know we've got two and a half displays in the store for knives and stuff yeah you know
1: it's it's not a uh, it's not an impulse buy necessarily that's right but people will see it and say wow right. my cousin's having a birthday right and and that would be these are
0: they're all made in Tennessee
1: where where for a long time that's
0: right and they're they're american made in Tennessee yeah um, and we, we absolutely love the company because they stand behind their product. We had a customer come in a month or so ago, and the tip of their knife had broken. Yeah. And so we got back on the phone with Case, and Case said, well, if they really like that knife, send it in, we'll replace the blade. Oh, yeah. Or if they want you to, go ahead and replace it right now with another knife. I mean there's, really? just, wow. yeah, there's, no, there's absolutely no questions. with If, if we tell them— yes that it was an issue with the knife there's you know you don't have to send it in and wait 84 days and and this and that, and that like you do with some companies they, oh that's they impressive take care of the customers.
2: most most companies that do knives do not do that so that's, that's right. impressive
1: yeah. yeah you broke it right you used it for the wrong thing clearly he was yeah, prying it was, yeah it wasn't a screwdriver and not cutting yeah, right yeah all right we'll talk more with jeff hastings of burke brothers hardware and brock emmons of triangle radiant barrier Hand tools next on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Jeff Hastings of Burke Brothers Hardware is our guest this hour on Making Your Home Great. Brock Emmons is here from Triangle Radiant Barrier. And Brock is happy about the weather.
2: It's a little cooler. (laughs) It's just barely cooler my guys are just aching for it. We cannot wait till the fall gets here. We're looking forward to that 50, 60, 70 degree weather.
1: No, I'm almost to the point where I think that Brock should just pretend he's really busy and book everybody <laughs> out for October, November.
2: We've got a we've got a uh, I think 13 or 14 spray foam jobs. Yeah. That we're delaying until the back half of September, for part of October. Right. Uh, spray foam t- is a little bit more meticulous. It takes longer in an attic than just going in and blowing in traditional insulation. Sure. And this time of year, it's just an absolute furnace up there. And unfortunately, with spray foam is you need to, sp- when you start spraying, you need to finish sure you do. spraying. Right. Yep. You can't come back and reattach foam. To already harden foam the next day so you have to do it all in one go oh yeah uh and some of these addicts i mean it might take 10 hours to do well i can't have them out there at 6 a.m to 6 p.m it's going to get too hot up there so you know there are certain types of of work that we do that we do have to delay once the temperature gets to a certain point
1: here i'm kidding about something and you're you're realistic about it.
2: Yeah, yeah, we have to be. Uh, the, now the blown-in jobs. Yes. Some of these blown-in and radiant barrier jobs, our guys are showing up at seven thirty in the morning, and I'm pulling them out of the attic at noon. Right. So they're only able to get four or five hours max uh, up in the attic, putting in work before it gets too hot, which yeah. is, you know, delaying how long some of these jobs should take to complete. Sure. But that's you know that's the time of year. Good. Be, well,
0: healthy. On be the, healthy. On the spray foam. If you're doing it in the attic on spray foam, do you do it on top of the second floor, or do you do it onto the roof surface, underneath the roof surface itself?
2: That's a really good question. Um, We do it underneath the roof rafters, underneath the roof deck. Uh, To be perfectly frank, I had never even seen spray foam applied to the attic floor until I got here to North Carolina, Hmm. and there are a few companies out there that are doing that. Um, If it's the right foam, if it's an open cell foam, it's not going to cause any moisture issues in the living space. Uh, The majority of uh, our competition that does that work uses an open cell. I have unfortunately found a few that used a closed cell and it, it caused a moisture issue in the living space. I'm not a big uh, fan of uh, foaming the floor of the attic because that's where your plumbing, electrical, and HVAC go right. through the drywall. Yeah. So in most cases, you end up sealing up or covering a lot of the major components that uh, you might have to do general maintenance to down the road. Right. So we typically stay towards the doing the rafters. Um, A lot more square footage when you're doing the rafters as opposed to the floor, but it's not going to cause you any moisture issues or cover up any of your utilities.
0: Probably a little bit of R value too, I would think.
2: A little bit. Um, You know, I I spend a lot of time talking to homeowners here saying, what kind of problems are we having? I want to address your concerns. I don't want to come in here and just install whatever insulation I like. Uh, 98% of the customers I deal with do not talk to me about the winter. They talk to me about the summer. Right. Their summer usage, it's so hot in here, I can't, you know, cool off the inside of the house. Your rafters are the best insulation for summer use. In most cases, your air handling unit and ductwork are in the attic. So cooling off the attic as as much as you can not only impacts the usage of the unit, but helps to uh, 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 get the additional life out of that unit.
1: I I think the most amazing thing that you've taught us here— Is that air handling units often are in the attic, and what is the regular temperature of an attic that you have not worked in yet?
2: That we haven't worked in yet. So in North Carolina, on a 70-degree day where it's sunny, it might be 80 degrees in the attic. Yes. 80-degree day where it's sunny, it might be 95 to 100 90 degree day you're looking at 110 to 120 sure 95 and up it can go all the way up to 150
1: gosh that's where my air conditioned air goes through
2: well yeah well, i mean there's I mean, a box if, up in my attic if your duct work is in the attic yeah. yes and and this what's really tough is there's two types of duct work out there the most common there's silver duct work and then there's plastic duct work yeah Silver ductwork is radiant barrier. Okay. That's designed to be in an attic. Plastic ductwork is designed to be in moist, damp environments. Right. And most of the houses that I inspect here have plastic ductwork in the attic. Well, it might have passed code when that happened. However, that ductwork is not designed. To be in a 140, 150 degree attic, the yeah. silver ductwork is designed to be in extreme heat. Sure. So by insulating the rafters of your attic and cooling the attic down, you're not having to replace all your ductwork.
1: Right. Oh, Wow. All right. Jeff Hastings of Burke Brothers Hardware is here. What line of hand tools do you have? And I'm talking about uh, power tools,
2: the good kind.
0: We've got, uh, right now, we've got two. We've got Makita, yep. and we also have Milwaukee.
1: All right. And, and which would you suggest for somebody who uses their tools all the time?
0: Right now, I lean a little bit more towards Milwaukee, believe it or not. Really? Um, over the last five years, four to five years, uh, Milwaukee, the the battery technology that they've got is is pretty impressive. Yeah, uh, Makita's great. Nothing against them. Makita has about, I think they've got about 180 tools that will work on their battery platform. But Milwaukee... Right. Just crossed 300 tools that use that same battery platform. Wow! And so it's just the the lifespan of a Milwaukee battery is a little bit better right now than a Makita. Now that being said, all the tools at my farm are Makita. Oh, they are. um, Yeah. Yeah. So um, it'd be if it it really depends on if somebody's coming in what what if anything do they already have, and then what one of the things we try to do is talk to them about what do they plan on doing like Brock here Brock is going to have his yard tools but he has much more tools that he uses commercially right you know so it's like okay what are you going to use how are you going to use it and what do you already have
1: all right well I I've got experience with the Makita I'll tell you in just a little bit Jeff Hastings is here from Burke Brothers Hardware this is making your home great Jesus Making your home great, saluting uh, Margaritaville singer Jimmy Buffett, who died at age 76. Mm. Died, died with his family around him uh, quietly in bed, which is that's the way to do it, man.
2: So I think how we all want to go. That's right.
1: All right. Uh, Jeff Hastings of Burke Brothers Hardware and Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier here. We're talking about hand tools. I bought uh, Makita, needed the drill— and some other tools. Can I get, for my Makita setup, can I get a, a hedge trimmer or a, yes. a, a uh, what they call it, a, you know, knocking down weeds next to the trees, a, just a string trimmer?
0: Yes. I oh, can. Yeah. Yep.
1: Is it is it hefty enough?
0: It is. I use it at the farm. We've got 12 and a half acres and I use it. You and do. It, it, it tolerates, uh, it, you can put two, ba- you put two batteries in it. Yes. Uh, mine runs for about, 90 minutes to two hours depending on what i'm doing this is a weed eater yeah
2: an electric weed eater that'll run for two two hours
0: it'll run for about 90 minutes to two hours depending on how much i'm using it
1: the thing i originally had a question about was the fact that there are still some people who say no i want a cord or i want you know gas Gas. powered
0: yeah you know i I need the power if you want a cord i'll show you on my arm where i had four stitches oh no because, because of the cord. Well, because you're worried about cutting through the cord. Yeah. Right. So I was cutting some bushes one day yeah. and topping them off, and I lift the cord up uh, so I don't cut through the cord, and then the hedge clipper goes right into my arm.
2: Ugh.
1: Okay. And so, it was quick,
0: and I mean, it, it just, I'm like... Of course, then, when I realized what happened, I dropped the cord, and then the hedge Hedge clipper cut through the cord. Two, cut through so the cord. It was a catch twenty-two. I had no
2: idea they had. A, I mean, I've got a Husqvarna gas-powered um, weed eater. It, that's what we call them. Yeah, yeah. weed yeah. eaters. But you know, it's well built. Works very well. I, I I like it. But it'd be great if I just had one that I could put a battery in, so I'm not constantly having to mix the oil with the fuel right. yeah. and, and, and and go to the gas station and get more fuel.
0: And when you put it up for the winter time, you don't have to worry about fuel sitting there and gumming up the carburetor. Um, and, like, mine is a, a combination unit, so I take the trimmer attachment off, and I've got a hedge trimmer attachment that goes on there, and I've also got an edger attachment that goes on there, and I, I can't remember what else.
2: Now, are those price pretty well?
0: I think so. Okay. I mean, they're comparable. They're, they're going to be about the same as a, as a gas-powered unit. Really? But, you know, the nice thing is you're not having to buy fuel for the rest of your life.
2: Well, and two-hour charge is impressive. Yeah. I mean, if I would have assumed yeah. it'd last maybe 20 to 30 minutes yeah. before you have to swap out the battery. Yeah okay all
0: right this is good and that's a makita makita or milwaukee i mean both of them the the technology that's out there now uh you know versus i'll say seven to ten years ago is just fascinating i'm
2: gonna have to look into that
1: as i mentioned about there are two kinds of people people who put away their hand tools and disconnect the battery right and then put it on the charger and then there's me who just set down the tool with the bit still in it and then the next time i need it well it's somewhere around here i set down the drill two months later came back it's it felt like full power so i don't suggest doing that i would suggest you know maintaining
0: power but but that's sort of where the technology is because you know 10 years ago again 10 years or 20 years ago the problem is when you have that battery in the drill or the piece of equipment there was a slow drain mm-hmm. on that battery right and now that once you let off the trigger yeah the battery is disconnected so to speak right and so it's it's not a constant drain on the battery
1: It's a good quality drill I not that I'm gonna you know only talk about power tools on the show but right. you know it's a good quality I could tell the difference between Dewalt and the Makita yeah immediately was a step up yeah all right. What else should we talk about, Jeff?
0: Well, fall's coming around. Yeah, I mean, it's it's we're gonna have uh, plants coming in this week. We got uh, cabbage, kale, collards, lettuce. Trying to remember Brussels sprouts. Yeah. coming in. Uh, I've also got some pansies coming in. Got some mums coming in. We don't do a lot with mums because our problem is uh, where we're located with the state fair six weeks away. Yeah. We have a very short window of time to sell those mums before we have to worry about parking for the fair. Sure. And so we we don't do nearly as much in the fall that we do in the spring, but we've got, you know, all that. We've got plenty of pottery still left, and, and now's the time to start to worry about the yard, uh, getting ready to mulch your trees and your landscaping, sort of freshen that up. because. Right. Before you know it, parties are going to start happening at the house, and uh, time to start working on your fescue lawn if that's what you still have. I
1: still have a fescue lawn, okay. although it's mostly been taken over by weeds. But this will be the season for me to kill the weeds. It is. Now maybe
0: a, yep. Now's plant. the time to start worrying about that. You've got about another forty-five, no, sixty and seventy-five days.
1: Seventy-five days. to You got about seventy-five days to plant grass. Yeah
0: that I don't like to suggest planning past about mid November. Okay. Well, so you've got sense. September October you know a while back you wanted to do this starting in August but as the summers seem to get longer and hotter then the fall kicks down the curb a little bit. We used to have our first frost was usually about Halloween and now we don't yeah. typically see it until about Thanksgiving so. Yep.
1: And, and you can help us also with with plants that are invasive that's correct and and problems with those you know what can we spray on this what can we spray on that right what are people coming to you about yeah
0: and it sort of goes back to the plumbing issue a picture is either a sample of the plant or a picture is worth a thousand words Right. Uh, the number one thing that is interesting is people come in and they claim to have crabgrass right and so i sit there and say okay describe the crabgrass (laughs) And they say, well, it comes up, and it's a small leaf, and then it puts out a runner that's about 8 to 10 inches and then yeah. sprouts in a, up another leaf and then puts out another runner. And, yeah. you know, that's common Bermuda grass. Right. So it's trying to kill crabgrass. Right. Uh, there's a great crabgrass killer that we've got, yeah. but it won't touch Bermuda. And we've got a great Bermuda killer, but it won't touch crabgrass. Right. And so making sure that we've identified the product that you need – uh, and that's we, we would rather you leave empty-handed to go home and get a phone and text me a picture yeah, or bring a sample in than for you to take something home and then come back and say, well, it didn't work.
1: Right. And I was at my doctor's office and parked, and I saw well, this is it's, this pretty tree. It's a pretty fern-like kind of, you know, it almost looks like a tropical thing. And I said, well, it's a very pretty tree that they put there. Then I realized the 300 trees next to it all exactly the same. Mm. I should send you a picture to, to because we have invasive invasive species from all over the world arriving here in North Carolina. Um including these little fern things whatever.
0: Yep. Jeff Hastings
1: yep. is a guy to talk to. Most of those things have to be pulled up.
0: Most of them do. Yes, sir. All
1: right. Uh, Jeff Hastings of Burke Brothers Hardware is here. If you've got a question for Jeff, dial 919-860-9783. I'll probably feed you. 919-860-9783. Also, Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. You talked about the knives, the case knives. You've also got a line of hand tools that, you know, you kind of, Put the big box stores to shame, just simply on quality. What are they? Who's uh, the manufacturer? Well,
0: we got like we've got Corona. Corona is my favorite. Um, the printers that we've got by Corona, and the uh, head shears and the loppers by Corona. Yeah, the the, the blade keeps its sharpness wonderfully long. Right. Um, I have dropped a pair of Corona printers in my pastures. And find them a year and a half later, and they're a little bit rusty, (laughs) um, but they're still sharp enough to to pick it up and continue working with it again. Yes. Um, And we also carry Felco. Felco is a a European brand that a lot of the commercial guys and gals use uh, that are professional landscapers.
2: So what time of year do we need to start? So, for example, I've got cherry trees in my yard. and the last two years, we have not pruned them. In the last two years, we have not gotten a very good haul of cherries. So this year, I'm adamant. I'm going to get out there and prune these things so we have a good haul next year. What time of year do you think that's the best?
0: Anytime November, late November to uh, mid-January, once the leaves have fallen, Mm -hmm. that's the best time to get in there and start pruning them out.
1: Okay an impressive conversation i saw between the two of you on a previous show brock brings a picture of his tree he shows it to you and you say all right you got to cut this one and this one mm-hmm. and that one what were you doing at that point what were you talking about
0: well we're, we're talking about one of his fruit trees i'm pretty sure
2: dunstan citromello trees yeah.
0: and so we're talking about how to how to prune it because you think about the plant's purpose in life is to put forth seed to the next generation.
2: Oh, it was the peach tree because yes, there yeah. was a lot of peaches yeah. on one branch. Yeah. That's so, right.
0: so, you know, you don't want all of the peaches that are on the tree to grow to maturity because all of them are looking for the same energy level. Yes. So you want to thin it out a little bit, but one of the easiest ways to thin it out is to go in... Every few years, and thin out the branches. Yeah. So that you, so that those suckers are not robbing the energy that you're looking for from the peaches that that you're trying to grow. If you look at, and, and I'm guilty as anybody. If you look at my apple and peach trees, but then you go to a peach orchard, or you go to the apple orchards up in the mountains. Yes. My trees don't look anything like those trees mm. because I have too many branches. Right. Uh, my apple trees are are strictly there for the deer. Um, That's all. That's the only reason I've got them. I don't spray them or anything, just to feed the deer, uh, to keep them out of the pasture a little bit in the fall. Okay. And so, you know, mine are not properly kept if you're trying to harvest them because I just have way too many branches. Right. So you want to thin out the branches, and it's just you got to sort of look at the tree to know what you're doing. But uh, NC State's got a great website, I believe, about how to how to thin out. The branches on on fruit trees.
1: You also had, as of a couple of weeks ago, you're putting in tomato plants again for a fall.
0: We are. Harvest. We're trying. To, I'm trying to find the the one source I had for them. Um, didn't come through, but I'm hoping to have some this week. Some okay. tomato plants.
1: There's a you know there's a school of thought with tomatoes that you trim them back, which I thought was kind of crazy, but it's the kind of thing you're talking about. Right. You cut back actually. Some limbs, for one of a better term, stems that aren't going to produce tomatoes.
0: Right, because again, you look at the you look at the ability from the, for the plant to take the nutrients that are in the ground. Yeah, and they've got to deliver it to the tomato. Right, and so if you, especially on indeterminate varieties, you sort of cut them back a little bit so that that fruit has there's less room for the nutrition. To travel up to get to the fruit.
1: Yeah. You don't want the bush to waste its energy making wonderful looking stems with no flowers. Right. You cut those back. Right. Now, how does the
2: guy who owns the hardware store know all of this? Yeah. I went to school for botany, so that was mine.
0: And at 57, I still don't know what I want to do for a living, so I bought a hardware store. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) We're glad
1: for you. Jeff Hastings of Burke Brothers Hardware and Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier are in the studio. Our telephone number is 919-860-9783. Call us up. We'll get you on the radio on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Making your home great. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Jeff Hastings of Burke Brothers Hardware, and Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. I'm Dave Alexander, and Hillsborough Street's going to open up again.
0: That's right. Um, This Wednesday, uh, September 6th, I'm thinking that's Wednesday. Yeah. uh, That is the date that they will open Hillsborough Street back up in front of the fairgrounds. They had to get
1: most, if not all, of the construction done, I assume, before the... Fair starts
0: actually before the first football game. Oh, that was wow. that was the, the the line in the sand was getting it done before the football game. How long has it been shut down? Uh, they closed it the day after the fair last year. Golly, it's yeah. been that long. So, yeah. and the the detour has not been awful. Don't get me wrong, but right. it's going to be nice to have that thoroughfare back open. and right. that's just one more one more sign that the Beltline project might get done this century.
1: It tidied up, or is it just, you know, you still got...
0: They're, well, they're they're paving it. They were, as of 6 o'clock last night, they were still paving, so they're...
2: They're close. They are. I just
1: want, I want everybody to know, if you're concerned about Dave Alexander, because he only is, he's on, you know, once a week, how could that guy actually put bread on the table? (laughs) I, I'm the guy who invented those orange barrels, okay, Every time they put one down, it's five cents a day.
2: You get a nickel.
1: I get a nickel for every barrel. And at this point, I don't even have to finish this show. I was
0: say you should be a
2: billionaire
0: at this I'm, point. I'm
1: good? That's my question. Are the barrels still out?
0: Oh yeah, and they'll be out. They'll they'll take those up. They won't take those up until uh, until Wednesday. But you know, once they start to open it up, they'll they'll take all that stuff down. But
1: yeah, you say so.
0: Well, I'm sorry, I'm. unless unless you're wanting more money and then i'll tell them to leave them down there another few days
1: (laughs) i drive i drive on perfectly completed roads and the right-hand lane looks like it's oh that's ready to go a lot of barrels closing it off yep i'm just saying but as long as it's open it was a slight inconvenience but not a big inconvenience to get to the store now we can just go down hillsborough that's right that's it's always
2: nice thing. when the when, when they get that kind of project wrapped up. I mean, yep. even the, the work zone through Garner, the Garner work zone, we, oh, yeah. we hear about all the time, now that they've got that highway <laughs> opened up, right. I mean, getting in and out of Garner has just been so much easier. So it's,
1: and the difference, of course, there's no football games in Garner. That is correct. Right. You know, Garner High, high, school, high, Garner school, Garner school, high school, school brings what? in a pretty good
0: crowd. They oh, do. Okay, right. They but do. It, do.
1: They didn't have a contract that said, oh, yeah, you got to be done.
0: Yep, there's a certain stadium in West Raleigh that is going to be rather full next Saturday.
1: That's a great thing. That's a great thing. All right, Jeff Hastings of Burke Brothers Hardware. We I've got some notes for this last little bit, Uh, and I can't read them. Oh, Benjamin
0: Moore. Yeah, Ben Moore Paint.
1: Ben Moore Paint. Talk to me about Benjamin Moore.
0: Well, again, uh, summer's wrapping up, and – You know before we know it uh halloween thanksgiving christmas will be here and people will be having hospitality having parties at their house or whatnot and the easiest thing to freshen up a room is just a new coat of paint yes whether you're thinking about changing the color whether you're thinking about going back with the other color but if you're like me uh, now my kids are 22 and 18 yeah but it wasn't that long ago that Every day I walked into the house; it was a new experience on what Sharpie would they use on the wall today? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I happen to leave it out on my desk. Um, So it's just it's an easy thing for homeowners to do, and we've got the full line of Benmore paint, and it's a one coat coverage, and it just it's the it is not an inexpensive paint. Yeah, but it's a heavy paint, meaning if you pick it up versus another gallon of paint it's going to weigh 15 to 20% more than the other gallon of paint and that's the solids that are in the paint which is the stuff that stays on the wall that's the important part that's the important part you know anybody can take a little bit of colorant and put it in a gallon of water and call it paint yeah yeah but been more the the binders that they use to have it stick on the wall and have it finished we honestly we have done our house and we've gone in and painted a room, and then two hours later, we're putting furniture back in the room, and another two hours later, we're having people in the house wow. in that room because it it dries that quickly, uh, one coat coverage, and it's just it's an easy thing to do, and we're elated to be a Benmore dealer, and a lot of the a lot of the employees weren't sure how it would react, but you know every time I turn around, one of them sitting there saying. I just sold five gallons of Ben Moore paint. Yeah. We never did that before. And that's, I knew that was where we were going to go because that's what, when somebody wants to do a room, especially with Ben Moore paint, they don't want to do it halfway. No. So they're going to do, usually going to do the ceiling, the wall, the trim. Right. And, you know, they just want all the stuff. And we're going to, one of the things we're going to do is make sure that when you leave the store, you've got everything possible to complete that project when you get home. Right. You know, if if the husband or wife sort of winks at me and says, make me forget something because they yeah. don't want to start the project and it gives them a reason to come back out, that's one <laughs> thing. But, you know, we're going to make sure that when you get home and ready to start the project, you've got everything necessary to, to get it done that day.
2: So you guys also have the the, the tape and the plastic oh, and yeah. everything needed to really do yeah. the job right.
0: And we we sell some inexpensive products, don't get me wrong, but – You know, if you're using a product like Benmore Paint, then you're going to want like a Purdy paintbrush. Yeah, Um, Yeah. Purdy is a P-U-R-D-Y. Purdy's line that we carry. Okay, I Um, thought um, you meant the other way. Yeah, no, it's it's a line of paintbrushes that uh, they you you can't see the brush strokes when you're done, Uh, and that's a that's a product of the, the the reason for that is. You've got a fine feathered paintbrush, but then you also have a great paint that will self-level, right? Which means it's going to flow out, you know, to an even, even keen, even skein, yeah, over the whole wall.
1: I had a bizarre thing happen. My daughter has recently painted. I'm going to out her for this. She's painted the ceiling coral. Ooh. Now, right. I wouldn't have done it, but that's you know that is <laughs> it what it is. She taped up the wall. Then she pulled the tape off, and wouldn't you know, the paint came with it. Right. What what do you suppose? Did somebody put something over something else that wasn't solid?
0: Well, either one of a couple of things, either she used the wrong kind of tape. Yeah. If you just come in, like, with a masking tape that's too sticky, too much of an adhesive, uh, then that's going to cause – it's going to stick – it's going to cause the the paint – to right. stick more to the tape than to the wall
1: Masking tape is terrible so, for right. painting
0: so uh that would be the one thing the other one would be depending on how the wall was primed or treated before on that first time right uh if if you go straight over wallboard board uh, or sheetrock right now if you go over it with an inexpensive paint then you better prime it first or, you know, treat the wall so that it will accept. It's called a PVA primer, polyvinyl something uh, primer. Yeah. That you can treat sheetrock with if you're going with an inexpensive paint. Or you can go with like a Benjamin Moore, which is a paint and primer all in one. So it's going to have better adhesion to the wall, and it's not going to come off the wall with that unless you use, you know, masking tape or duct tape or something like that. right.
1: At this point, she's wondering what should she – because she's going to do the walls. She has to now. Right. Bend more paint, paint and primer together. That's correct. Probably do okay. And the area where she's kind of pulled off some of the paint, this is going to self-level? It will self-level to
0: some degree unless unless it started to pull off some of the sheetrock covering itself, in which case you need a little bit of vinyl spackling to – to come in and cover that up to to sort of fix that that mess up but it's a pretty easy thing to do. She's
1: funny. She's telling me that she did the ceiling with a little tool, a square tool, you dip it in there, right? And you yep. go to the, go to the corner. She did tape it. She, and then it overpainted a little bit onto the wall. So she says I'm going to take that same tool and I'm going to go do the wall. And I told her you are going to you are going to go from the wall to the ceiling to the wall to the ceiling until you get a perfect line. She says, yeah.
0: Well, sometimes it, it, if you use that tool on the wall, a lot of times you don't have the same effect that you do when you use that tool on the ceiling because gravity on your side. Oh, yeah. If you load up, if the paint is loaded up too much and you put it on the ceiling, right. the paint's coming, coming down somewhere, whether it's in your face or on the carpet or on the wall. But if you do it on the wall... And you just don't load up that tool yeah. too much. Yeah. You should be okay.
1: All right. The official address for Burke Brothers. We know where it is, but tell me.
0: Five two two seven Hillsborough Street, corner of Powell and Hillsborough Street.
1: And the number if we want to call you.
0: 919-851-1211
1: Bring in a picture if you got crab dress or anything or else. Or any, yeah,
0: any of the issues that you got. Any issues.
1: Rocky, are you staying for the second hour?
2: Uh, no, I think you've got uh, Joel Worsham the second yeah. hour. All
1: right, Joel Worsham coming up. We're going to get your contact details on After the News on WPTF.
0: The following is a paid program, and the views expressed are those of the hosts and guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPTF or Curtis Media Group. Information provided is of a general nature. Listeners seeking specific advice should contact a licensed professional in the appropriate area. From home repair to remodeling, this is making your home great. FM 98.5
1: AM 680 WPTF. This is making your home great. We bring in experts every week to talk about what they do and, you know, how they do it. Craig, the floor guy for this hour uh, from American Dream Flooring and Tile. Hey, Craig, how you doing?
4: I'm doing good. Terrific. I'm doing well.
1: Good to hear from you. Uh, you know, I got to admit, I, I go to your website every single time to make sure that there's nothing that's been changed. And we're, we're looking good in the, uh, the um, price selection, the, the specials area. I'm finding yeah. you've got installed carpet at better prices than I'm finding at the big box store for just carpet. How are you able to do this?
4: Well, because we do it ourselves, we don't farm it out to a contractor who then farms it out to another subcontractor. Right. So we've cut out a a few links in the chain. And you've yeah, got we we do a carpet and pad with installation starting at two dollars a square foot. Good heavens! That's a fifteen year warranty pad with a lifetime stain warranty. It's good carpet.
1: And you've you have told us. You're actually not buying or installing any really substandard carpet or anything.
4: No, we we only use the best stuff from the best names in manufacturing the flooring. Um, we don't work with any any uh, import distributors. Uh, we buy directly from manufacturers, right. um, so we can provide the best in fact uh, some of the listeners might have heard our commercial for our labor day sale yeah uh, what is i would like i w- well so right now we so we have an exclusive offer through mohawk for, for a labor day promotion where we're able to take a dollar off of msrp so that's the manufacturer suggested retail price yeah and we're able to take a dollar off so if normally it's say 3.99 a square foot you can buy that flooring for 2.99 a square foot um the only, or one of the terms and conditions is that you have to have us install it. You know, the manufacturers want their licensed retailers installing the products to make sure the products are installed properly and that they don't fail and that the consumer gets the life out of the product that's intended from the manufacturer. Right. But yeah, we're doing a, a dollar off of Mohawk uh, waterproof laminate, the Mohawk Redwood, a dollar off of the Mohawk LVP, which is called Mohawk Solitech. Yeah. Um, and uh, I actually was just on the phone this morning with my Mohawk rep, and uh, they told us that we could actually extend that promotion through next week. So if anybody, it was going to end Monday, right. um, and we're actually closed, and we have a few customers that were pending color decisions and trying to get husbands and wives on the same page and that kind of stuff. And I mm-hmm. said, hey man, I've got a few you know stragglers out there that haven't been able to make a final decision. And he said, well, if they'll commit next week, we'll go ahead and honor the discount so if you're listening it's not too late
1: right and why would you why would i pick up the phone and call you to install mohawk uh flooring
4: well because we're the only retailer that's going to give a lifetime installation warranty and you get this not a one-year warranty or a six-month warranty um even the big box stores you only get a one-year installation warranty um, And there's some there's some uh, small mom-and-pop retailers in the Raleigh market that there's one particularly that advertises themselves as the best flooring company in Raleigh. Yeah. Yet if you read their warranty, they only give a six-month warranty. So apparently they're not too confident in themselves.
1: A six-month warranty on a carpet or uh, LVP or LVT?
4: Yeah, that's basically after six months, don't call us, we don't care. And if they give you a one-year warranty, they're basically saying after one year, don't call us, we don't care. I was explaining this to a customer yesterday. They said, you know, what is the significance of a lifetime installation warranty? I said, well, if you buy a flooring product that has a a 25-year wear warranty, and you have a problem after one year, and you call a retailer or a company that you bought it from that installed it for you with a one-year warranty, they're going to tell you, sorry, you're past your warranty period. So they're basically cutting the throats of the manufacturer. So that's why the manufacturer would rather you purchase from a company like American Dream Flooring and Tile right. because they know even if it's 10 years down the road and you call and you've got some kind of issue, we're going to go, okay, we'd like to come out and take a look at that, assess what's going on, and, and figure out what the solution to the problem is and get it taken care of. And that's exactly what we do.
1: As you know, we talk to the people from RoofWorks all the time. Holly Bowers from RoofWorks comes on the show. And one of the things that they talk about is the fact that You can install roofing, but if you don't install it correctly, the warranty goes away. Is that true with flooring also?
4: Yep, absolutely. If you buy a branded manufactured product, like a a name brand manufacturer, um, and you don't have it installed by a certified installer or a, a company that's licensed to sell the products from that manufacturer, it yeah. will void the warranty on that product. Um so if you like order it online even. Yeah. I actually had a customer um yesterday walked into our showroom late yesterday evening and they're needing they just bought this house and the whole floor, they said our floor is coming apart and it hurts our feet when we walk on it and it's got sharp edges and come to find out it was a remember me talking recently about these cheap import Chinese products and them failing? Well Yes. This is exactly what it was. It was a dollar and fifty nine cent a square foot product. It was a, they bought a flip house, and somebody went and bought this cheap Chinese imported stuff and put it in themselves. They didn't prep the subfloor properly. They didn't install it properly, and not to mention it, it was a, it was a very very inexpensive, poor quality of of product. Right. Um, and the whole thing has to be ripped out and redone. Um,
1: and just to backtrack, you're talking about cheap Chinese product. There was a time when major manufacturers with American names would purchase the, the product from Chinese manufacturers. But at the same time, they had some stopgap to make sure that cheap stuff didn't get in.
4: Yeah, absolutely. So like Mohawk has a quality control lab at one of their facilities in Georgia where they run these products through a rigorous testing to test it in multiple different, you know, ways. Right. Um, and if the products didn't pass muster, they didn't, they didn't get distributed, and the manufacturers overseas who produced them had right. to rerun the lots or, or, you know, replace the inventory. Right. Well, these smaller guys that are importing, they don't have the ability to do that. So they're just taking it right off of the container ship and putting it in a warehouse somewhere and selling it direct to consumers with no testing Right. I mean, it's really scary to be honest with you. And, and unfortunately, I have to, I'm, a, I'm afraid that we're probably going to be seeing um, the consequences of this for the next several years. Right. Um, I hope it's just limited to failed floors that need to be replaced. I really hate to see it all. You know, I love to sell floors. Don't get me wrong, it's what I do. But I hate to walk, I, it's literally a weekly basis. I'm walking into this scenario and I have to tell someone, you know, your whole floor needs to be replaced and, and give them the price, and um, it's and unfortunate.
1: What is the thing that's going wrong on these floors that didn't go through quality testing?
4: Well, one of the big things I'm seeing is that the the locking mechanism, they're not using a patented locking mechanism, or they're using the inferior of the two, which we spoke about on the last show I was on. Um. And so it just does, it isn't a nice finished product. You have, um, you know, exposed edges that you can feel on your feet if you walk across it barefoot. Yep. Um, and also these plant, these, these products are super, super thin, r- really below the minimum, minimum tolerance that I even like to sell. Right. Um, and so they're just not very strong. So uh, like the, the customer I met with yesterday, they have a a room that they have a, a card table, like a pub height card table with four stools around it. Mm-hmm. And just the feet of the stools were snapping and breaking the flooring, wow. cracking it. Wow. Just from that pinpoint, that's how, how just weak and, and poor <laughs> the quality of the product is.
1: I, and I want to talk in the next segment about the fact that mill is not the same as thickness. That somebody can quote to you a greater mill, a big number in mill, and it doesn't mean thickness. Because I always thought that it was. I mean, I, I hear about, uh, well, of course, Brock Emmett's Triangle radiant Barrier. He puts down plastic down uh, underneath somebody's home, and then he quotes the mill. And I thought it was the thickness of necessarily the thickness of... Of the plastic, but it's not. We'll talk with Craig the floor guy, who's an expert on flooring. 919 860 9783 is the number if you want to talk to him. Craig from American Dream Flooring and Tile on making your home great. FM 985 AM 680 WPTF. FM 985 AM 680 WPTF making your home great with Craig the floor guy from American Dream Flooring and Tile. Craig, I, I I actually used some jargon last last break. I called it LVT and LVP. Am I correct that it's mostly the same product, it's just the way it looks? Luxury yeah. vinyl plank versus luxury vinyl tile.
4: Correct. It's the same same basically the same product there are some differences in the thicknesses and the wear layer and there could be a difference in the core makeup you know what it's made out of but they're basically both the same product one looks like wood one looks like tile.
1: and when i say that when you say that they look like wood let me just tell from a customer standpoint it is really good it's not like the old days where you just had a photocopy of wood reproduced onto your flooring these are really nice high quality images of wood and texture that follows along with the
5: image
4: yeah i mean lvp can be an excellent flooring option for many 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 people right you just got to buy the good stuff don't buy the cheap stuff don't get the you know unless you're you just really don't care about the consequences of the purchase or the installation. Right. And I see that a lot, unfortunately, like with a flip house or, you know, someone's renting a house out and they plan on replacing the floor in a year or something like that anyway. If mm-hmm. it's not, you know, if you're putting this in your own home where you live, buy the good stuff. Don't buy the end cap special at the big box store. Go to a retailer and find someone that knows what they're talking about. That comes out and, and assesses your subfloor. Yeah. And, ask you about the activity of your home. You know, another big thing I see that that really aggravates me is these companies that advertise, these, they're selling flooring, and they, if they have wholesale in their name, mm-hmm. but they're selling it to homeowners, well, then they're misrepresenting themselves. In fact, that's a very fraudulent, gimmicky um, way of presenting your business because there's no such thing as wholesale to the public. You see companies wholesale to the public. No, right, it's
1: not. Right, right, right. Exactly. They're, they're, you know, when I make purchase decisions that are poor, usually it had the word warehouse or wholesale involved in it. <laughs>
4: Correct.
1: And I just, I just say, wait a minute. That doesn't make logical sense. We got a phone call from Tuck in Cary. Welcome to the program. How you doing, Tuck?
5: Thank you. Thank you very
1: much. Did I say your uh, name correctly? You did. Oh, good. What's up?
5: Um, I've got a uh, a rental house that family members live in, and I need to. I want to put down a hardwood floor. Uh, it's a 70s-era house, and the subfloor to me right underneath the current carpet that's there is some sort of pink, uh, and it, it's not wood. It's not the current kind of particle board that would take a hardwood floor. Uh, The kind of hardwood that they wanted to put in was the kind that's already pre-stained. But I wondered if you, you must have seen this from the 70s and doing some of your work where like Carrie, just for example, they allowed you to do a lot of strange things in the 70s. They're famous for it. and I wondered if you could comment on that kind of subfloor and what might be required and whether it would price us out of the business and we'd have to go back to maybe carpet.
4: Yeah. So you've got a particle board subfloor is what you have. It's just the old, the old stuff. Um, And unfortunately, no, no solid surface floor is going to work or be warranted over that particle board subfloor. Um, If you're wanting to do a solid three quarter inch thick, pre-finished hardwood you would need to remove that particle board and uh, there should be an additional layer of plywood under the particle board. We see that a lot. There'll be like a thin, a thin half inch and then they'll put like a three quarter inch particle board on top of that because that particle board is so soft it needs that plywood to support it. Unfortunately, that half inch, that half inch plywood is not thick enough to hold a, a nail or staple properly to hold in a nailed down hardwood floor. Um, so what we do is if the half inch sheathing that's under the particle board is in good condition, once you rip all the particle board out, if there's no water damage or rot or anything like that, then you would go back over the top of that with a, a 5.8 um, OSB subfloor decking and then nail your hardwood onto the top of that. Um, I would recommend you not buying hardwood though to be honest with you you're going to pay three times as much for a floor that's going to be it's going to dent it's going to scratch it's not going to be waterproof um i would recommend looking at one of the waterproof wood laminates for a third of the price you're going to get a product that has it's 10 times more indentation resistant 10 times more scratch resistant it's going to have uh, anywhere from a 10 year to a lifetime waterproof warranty um And, you know, people say, yeah, but you can refinish a hardwood floor. Well, if you buy a floor that doesn't dent and scratch easy, you don't have to worry about refinishing it. So I would recommend taking a look at uh, the Mohawk Revwood waterproof laminates. If that's going to be a rental home or any type of investment property or anything, you're going to basically be putting in the least expensive, most worry-free floor on the market. But, yeah, that particle board's got to go.
1: What do you think, Tuck?
4: Well,
5: I don't disagree with what he's saying. I, uh, I, I I cringed when I, when I looked under the carpet and saw that. Yeah. And I've been in I've been in Cary for, you know, forty five fifty years.
1: Craig, before that's, that's... hang on, Tuck. Craig, before you do anything, would you be crawling up underneath the crawl space?
4: Yeah, absolutely. That's one of our you know prerequisites when we come out and we when we do our measurements we always check the crawl space so you definitely make sure especially if you're going to be putting hardwood in there that crawl space needs to be pristine no moisture no signs of mold or mildew um and you're going to be
1: able to assess in some degree the quality of that subfloor without pulling up the osb
4: yeah you can do that um if you crawl around, I don't know how much room there is under his house, but if there's enough room, he can get under there and crawl around. If you see any areas where the insulation is missing or, or hanging down or looks discolored where it's it's turned black or something like that, I'd I'd look in those areas. That's a sign of, of an issue for moisture and look up at, with a nice bright light and look and see if you see any signs of any kind of water damage, moisture damage, termites, anything like that.
1: Mm-hmm. What was the product you suggested? What did you call it? Revwood?
4: Yeah, the flooring I, re- I recommend is Mohawk Revwood, which is one of our dollar-off products we have right now that we're extending through next week.
1: Starts with REV, correctly? Yeah, correct? Correct. All right, correct.
4: R-E-V.
5: Tuck, what do you think? I think it's worth looking at.
4: uh, Give us a call. We'll we'll come out and look at it for free and give you a free estimate. Um, You can call 877-6-FLOORS or call us directly at 919-213-8068, and uh, Raleigh Project Manager will come out and take a look at everything and and give you a free diagnostic there.
1: Right. Tuck, thank you. All right. Craig, the floor guy from American Dream Flooring and Tile, Right now, silently doing a grumble about people who allowed that stuff to be put in in carry.
4: right? Oh, I've seen it down here. I, you know, I live down in Myrtle Beach now, as a lot of listeners probably know, and I've seen it at the beach. Why they use particle board for a subfloor, I can't ever imagine. I mean, I know why they do it, right? save a save a buck, but it's, but, it's, but it's a it's, tick and, ticking time bomb.
1: It's more susceptible to... To moisture? Am I correct?
4: Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And and not even, you know, the, normally when you think of moisture issues, you're thinking of a natural occurrence of nature, rain, mm-hmm. water, mm-hmm. And, and storm water, and that kind of stuff, or a major flood, a toilet overflows, or a pipe bus, or something like that. Right. The particle board can be damaged beyond usage from pet urine, just a pet that has a little favorite corner behind a recliner that it likes to sneak off to and and do its business every once in a while. Well, yeah. three or four times of doing that, and that floor is it's toast, right? Right, a subfloor but,
1: rather. The subfloor. Now we can buy. When you talk about pets, we can buy some really pet-proof products. We got about about a minute. What kind of pet-proof products could we buy?
4: Yeah, well, so all of the Mohawk Redwood and the Mohawk Solitech products that we feature all have an all-pet, pet-proof warranty. So it's warranted for the life of the floor. Mm. against it says all pets, all accidents, all of the time. And that includes carpet as well. Um, we have uh, Mohawk pet-proof warranty carpets as well. So there are some good options out there. But again, a lot of times what I see these salespeople in flooring. They're not educated, and all they're trying to do is make a buck and get a sale. And so they try to just offer the cheapest thing they can. Yeah. Because that's how they think they get the sale is by just offering the cheapest product. Right. And they don't really let consumers get educated.
1: All right. Craig, the floor guy, educating folks from top to bottom here. 919-860-9783 is their telephone number. Craig, without singing, please, what is your telephone number again?
4: Oh, let me sing it. 877-6-FLOORS.
1: 877 okay. floors American Dream Flooring and Talent, your website. We're not done with the conversation, but what's, what's your website?
4: AmericanDreamFloor.com All right.
1: He is Craig the Floor Guy. We've learned a lot on this program, even so far. We'll talk more in just a moment on WPTF. <music> FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Making your home great. I'm Dave Alexander. Craig, the floor guy, is with us from American Dream Flooring and Tile. Hi, Craig. How you doing?
6: Hanging in there. I'm hanging in there.
1: Hey, listen, I got a question for you. This subject of mill, I've always assumed that mill, when we say a certain number of mill, 12 mill on flooring, that doesn't necessarily mean thickness, does it?
6: Well, so in a way it does. So mills is how they measure the thickness of, uh, polymer plastics. Okay. And the wear layer of LVPs in most cases is urethane, which is a polymer. Uh And so they'll say, you know, 12 mil wear layer or 20 mil wear layer. Right. Um, which is kind of like, if you imagine a coat of paint, you know, um, and probably not as as good a paint as they sell it at uh, Burke Brothers. But, yeah, he um,
1: said he said Benjamin Moore is thicker, so yeah. I guess your your comparison is correct. Yes.
6: Yeah. So if I mean, if you put on one coat of an inexpensive paint, it might be one mil. If no. you put on one coat of Benjamin Moore paint, it might measure three mils. Right. Because it's a much thicker um, paint, but um, it is technically a thickness, but it's not of the actual flooring plank. And that's important. I have customers that I meet almost daily that are confused by that. So the total thickness is measured in millimeters. Right. And then the wear layer or the polymer that's put on top um, is mils.
1: What do I necessarily want to be thicker? The wear layer?
6: The wear layer. So um, for a residential home, 12 mil wear layer is more than adequate
1: Okay.
3: Um,
6: and 20 mil is I mean I guess better it has more wear life but people get confused they think that if it's 20 mil wear layer versus 12 mil Mm -hmm. it's going to be more scratch resistant and it's actually not it's not any more scratch resistant the only thing that's going to make it more scratch resistant is the type of wear layer like for instance the flooring that you have in your house is an LVP and it is a 12 mil wear layer but it's a ceramic bead finish so it's 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 a urethane on steroids basically uh much more scuff resistant and more wear resistant we have the total thickness you know just to be clear anybody looking at lvp if you've got a concrete subfloor yeah you do you do not want to buy anything less than five millimeter thick lvp why is that um, because if it's thinner than that, it's not going to be, it's not going to be strong enough to withhold pressure. If you're on a wood subfloor, it needs to be no less than a six millimeter total thickness. The thicker it is, the stronger the locking mechanism is on it. Yeah. And the more it's going to withhold pressure from, from heavy furniture
3: right.
6: um, or foot traffic, um, it's going to have a, a, a stronger lock. It's going to hold together. Right.
1: Right. And, and the stuff of- they
6: sell, the stuff they sell on the end cap at the big box stores, that stuff is like three point five millimeters, six mil wear layer, that they're selling for like two fifty or two eighty nine a square foot. I've got six millimeter, twenty mil Mohawk Solitech on sale right now for two ninety nine a square foot.
1: Right, and everybody now wants the type of flooring that I got, if they've got pets. We we knowing that you knowing that I had two medium large dogs, they're not heavy, but they're they're medium sized Chihuahuas, uh, sorry sorry poodles, and they would scuff the floor otherwise, but we've had no problem with them scratching the floor. We got the yeah. ceramic, I don't know silver bead something you know ceramic bead. It's only ceramic bead? It's not diamond coated?
6: Nope. No gold or diamonds in there. No just, gold some, or diamonds. just some ceramic ground up into a dust and melted into the urethane, basically.
1: And that makes it a stronger surface? Absolutely. All right. And and I've told my wife that she does need to put a little protective mat underneath her wheelie chair in her office. Ye-
6: yes. Yes. Yes, but you do.
1: but since you put it in, she hasn't had that, and we've noticed no scuffing. I'm not saying we're gonna never put that thing down.
6: <laughs> I would highly recommend I'm, doing it. I'm
1: just um, telling you, we've we've you know we've gone without it for a while. Well, with so any it's pretty type of strong. floor
6: you're su- with any type of flooring, you're supposed to put a rolling mat under your your chair. I really, mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Carpet, s- hardwood, LVP. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter what it is. All manufacturer warranties are gonna. It, it they call it the casters. If your chair has yes. casters yes. Yes. which are the the little roly wheels, yes. you need to have that. Because okay. what you have, if you if you got down on the floor and you put your face to the floor and looked at where that wheel of that chair touches the floor, yeah, it's a very small, minute you know, it's it's a pinpoint pressure, and that's the problem is you're put your pinpointing pressure. Right. If the pressure was spe- you know spread out, then it's not as much pressure because it's spread out over the surface area and it doesn't do as, as much damage or it's a lot less likely to do damage. So that's the problem with those chairs with the wheels on them. It's a pinpoint pressure. Same thing as with the stool I spoke of earlier that had snapped and broke the customer's, um, flooring. That's because there's a lot of pressure right there on that, on this foot of that bar stool. And if your floor isn't properly scoped to be adequate for what you're going to be doing to it, it's going to fail.
1: Right. Craig, the floor guy from American Dream Flooring and Tile on Making Your Home Great, FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Craig, what else do you want to talk about today?
6: Um, other- well, I mean, other other than the great opportunity we have right now to save folks money on really, really good flooring, yeah. um, we also have been doing quite a bit of tile work. A lot of showers, conversions, taking tubs out and making nice, beautiful walk-in showers. Yes. Um, we've done some kitchens the last uh, over the co- last couple of months. We have a couple of kitchens actually on contract now that we're going to be doing. We do a nice uh, line of cabinets. We offer countertops, granite, quartz. Uh, we have a painting contractor that we work with. We have a licensed plumber that we work with. So we can do complete uh, bathroom and kitchen remodels as well. Yeah. Um we've even done some projects where homeowners wanted walls removed or moved or something like that and yes. we actually have a um a general contractor who we work with that does structural work and that kind of stuff and then we come in and we make everything pretty again.
1: How many phone calls do I need to place in order to get, you know, either a wall removed or an island cut shorter and a and a sink uh moved to the left or to the right?
6: How many phone calls do you yeah, need? To make? do I have to, to count? If it's to American Dream Flooring Tile, it's just one.
1: Just one, one phone <laughs> yeah. call. Craig, the floor guy, who also does renovations, and I'm going to go ahead and just call Craig.
6: Yeah. Well, so our Raleigh project manager John, who we've yeah. spoken about many times, and Good he guy. was actually, yep, he was on the air with us at the uh, Pet Expo, and he works a lot with Brock and trying a radiant barrier. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a background. He worked for a general contractor in um pennsylvania before he moved to raleigh mm-hmm. so he has a pretty extensive background in structural work and that's why we're able to do a lot of these things we do you know the his expertise and knowledge on structural work and subfloor and i mean it's really kind of it's kind of set us apart with our competition because a, a lot of the other companies they don't do that i mean we've even had customers that have been referred to us. I've had customers referred to American Dream Flooring and Tile from the big box stores before. I, I wish I could name their, wow. their names, but yeah, we've actually had customers call and say, "Hey, uh, we were told to call you from, you know, Chuck over at uh Oh, Wabba. that's
1: neat. That's good. Yeah.
6: Um, but and customers will come in and say, "Hey, our we have an issue with our floor. We bought new flooring and we're having it put in and the guy doesn't do subfloor repair and mm-hmm. we were told you guys do subfloor repair and so I mean,
1: um, my daughter's yep. my daughter's house. Again, first we had Craig come to my house. Then we had Craig come again to my house to expand the amount of LV T that went in the house. And then my daughter picked up the phone because she had a complex issue, including the subfloor, including the toilet, the bathroom that was totally you know the water damaged. And you weren't afraid of it, were you, Craig?
6: No, not at all. So, yeah, your your daughter had floor on top of floor on top of floor, mm-hmm. and the subfloor that was under the floor that was on top of the floor that was on top of the floor, well, that subfloor was water damaged. <laughs> um,
1: and it and was water I, damaged from the toilet over correct. years. Yeah,
6: yeah that, that toilet had been raised and raised and raised from new layers of flooring being put on, but... The floor flange was never raised so it was too far from the seal so it was leaking and one of the first things i did when i got to her house and i saw the, the visual signs of the water damage around the toilet as i crawled under the house and looked and sure enough i could see the insulation hanging down and um i knew right then and there this that all had to come up we had to get all the way down to the subfloor and repair the subfloor make sure that the floor flange for the toilet was was in good condition not cracked and going to be able to properly seal so we could reset the toilet appropriately once we redid the floor
1: right
6: yeah well that's what we do
1: were you really to the point where you pulled up everything and you could see down to the crawl space
6: no i crawled under the house oh through okay the, through the little door it wasn't yeah. Um, but I could tell by looking that there was probably a major issue under there. And right. when I looked under and I could see the signs that, you know, that insulation hanging down and yeah. that's, that's usually the sign. That's an easy way to see that there's yeah. uh too much moisture under the house.
1: Well, you've got black around a, uh, an appliance, shall we say, a lot of those things get blamed on the fella. You know, you're not, yeah, you're, you're leaving moisture on the floor. No, no, no. It might be the toilet. Uh, call, Called, believe it or not, American Dream Flooring and Tile. Tammy in Four Oaks wants to ask you a question, Craig. Hold on. Tammy, hi, welcome to the show. What's going on?
7: Thank you. Um, I have a question for Craig. Yeah. Um, I originally stayed in Cary, uh, had a house with beautiful hardwood flooring, and I decided I wanted to come back to Four Oaks. So I rented the house out. Well, mm-hmm. The older guy in one of the rooms, as you were talking about earlier, he had an office chair with wheels on it, mm-hmm. and now I just have scratches floor. What can I do to do I bust them out? Can it be restained? What do I do to get these floors working back like they used to? It's just a small area, but it looks bad.
6: Um, well if it's a if it's a solid hardwood it can be sanded and refinished um it is you know it can be difficult if it's very very extensive damage but um it's highly possible that just the sand and refinishing we could make that look like brand new hardwood floor again which we do that we do we sand and refinish hardwood on a weekly basis um so that is something we could do
7: seeing that it's relatively a small area Would y'all tackle something that
6: small or do you, is it too small for you? No, um, we do, you know, small or large, it doesn't matter. But with a, when you're refinishing hardwood to do it correctly, um, you would either need a breaking point, like, you know, possibly you said it's, it's, it's isolated to one bedroom or one room. We would have to refinish that whole bedroom floor for it to look correct because if you just tried to sand out the small area where the chair was rolling around and then you're going to tell you're going to be able to tell it's not going to look right now there might be guys out there that'll do that for you because they need to make you know a buck but at american dream flooring and tile we have to do it right and we do it to where it looks appropriate when we're done with it you wouldn't be able to tell there was any kind of repair made it would look like you just had a brand new hardwood floor put in So we would have to do the whole room. Um, And in some cases, if there's, you know, you have to refinish the whole hardwood floor, you don't necessarily have to do that in your case. Like I said, we could, you know, stop at the bedroom door or something and just refinish the the room itself.
1: Does that make make sense?
7: It does. I totally understand that.
1: Tammy, how many other areas, how much other area would there be in the hardwood?
7: Just that one
1: area. Yeah, but does it Does the hardwood itself extend to the the outer hallway and then another room, et cetera, et cetera?
7: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It goes to the living room, to the and, office, uh, to the kitchen.
1: Yeah. And all that looks pretty
7: good. It does. It does. Okay.
1: You've got to go to the doorway. Does that make sense, Tammy?
7: It does make sense. And um, will you give your number out? shortlist I can write it down and get in touch with
1: you guys. Everybody is screaming at their radio right now. Eight seven seven six floors. Right? <laughs> or is it eight. floor or floors?
6: It's floors. Eight seven seven six floors with an S. <laughs> um you can you can call nine one. It's that's I I did that number to make it easy for everybody. Yes. You know, eight seven seven six floors um or you can call nine one nine Two one three eight zero six eight is our local direct office number, um, but if you, the same person answers both numbers, so it doesn't matter which number you call. But yeah, eight seven seven six floors, and we'll come out, take a look at it, and give you an estimate to refinish that room. And if you want, we can even give you an estimate to refinish all the hardwood versus just the room, and you can kind of decide. It's not ex- it's not expensive to refinish hardwood.
7: The sand it's in the does, does it, that create a lot of dust?
6: A little bit, not a lot. I mean, we have we use vacuums and things to keep the dust down. There'll be a small amount of residual dust, um, but it's it's not you know, it's it's not a messy process. Not when we okay, do it well, anyway.
7: I thank you so very much and I will give you guys a call for sure.
1: Tammy thank and Oaks, thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, we'll pick up uh, more uh, flooring conversations with Craig the Floor Guy from American Dream Flooring and Tile next on Making Your Home Great on WPTF. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF Making Your Home Great on the radio every Saturday at 1 on WPTF. Craig the Floor Guy from American Dream Flooring and Tile is with us for the next uh, little bit. Uh, Craig, I you know, as you well know, I'm in a state of decline physically, and I'm thinking of aging in place in my home. Can you help me out with that, especially in the uh, in the shower? Because I gotta step into this shower, and and I've got two rooms with a bathtub. Nobody has to have two rooms with a, a bathtub. What?
6: Absolutely. And I'd like to start off by, again, thanking a certain very large company who spends a lot of money on TV commercials <laughs> um, for allowing us the opportunity to give people um, a very good, legitimate price yeah. on, on a nice custom tile shower um, oh, yeah. ver- versus the, the plastic or acrylic product that they sell at a, a inflated rate. I'm oh trying to gosh. be as professional as I can, but you go for it, man. Go for we've, it. We've, we've done actually several, um, handicap, uh, showers yeah. just within the last few weeks. Actually, I post them on our Facebook page. If anybody out there goes to American dream flooring and Tile on Facebook, you'll see several before and after of a lot of recent showers. we done, we've done for exactly people like that, yeah. where we, we take the tub out and make it a walk-in shower. Mm -hmm. You know, and these guys are advertising one day, one day they that's, I don't understand why they think that that's something that people should throw money at as they do. And then when they come out and they meet with you, they don't even guarantee one day it's, they advertise that they can do your shower in one day, um, you know, for 12 or $15,000. And if, if anybody out there wants an acrylic shower insert, give us a call. We'll do one for you for about 5,000, you know, more, less than half of what they charge. Right. But we do you know, I did one for a, a disabled vet that we just finished last week,
3: mm-hmm.
6: you know, with a, a grab we do grab bars and we can do the ADA flip down fold-up benches and the, the low rise curb. Yeah, sometimes we can even do what's called a zero entry shower where there's no curb where the the shower floor is flush with the bathroom floor depends on the type of house you have and right. how much your you know budget you have. but um but I just did one for a veteran. Um, it was, I mean, I don't, and I don't mind saying the price. It was $7,800 to take out his tub and give him a custom walk-in ADA handicap shower. Yeah. I mean, and the next closest estimate he had was $11,000. Well,
1: no, you're not going cheap on products, are you? No, I did. We did Carrera marble in his shower. Really?
6: Yeah. Yeah. I said, look, go to our Facebook page and look, you'll, you know, I, I think i I may not have posted it yet. If I didn't, I'll post it when we get off the show. Yeah. Um, but but no top-notch products. Uh we use name brand in most cases it's Dow Tile, which is the largest tile company in America. Right. Um full body porcelain tile with recess niches in the wall yeah. and corner shelves, and you know, we put in the bracing in the wall to bolt the 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 grab bars too. Right. And I mean we we use a a preformed waterproof waterproof shower pan system. So our showers, you can actually take a shower in it if you wanted before we even apply the tile. Just the the, the prep we do is a completely 100% waterproof enclosure. So, I mean, we cut no corners. So I don't understand how these people are charging these rates for these acrylic, you know, and I had a customer I spoke with this morning about it. She said, yeah, but some people don't want the grout. Okay. I said, it does, you got to clean your shower anyway. Whether you have a grouted tile or okay. a solid surface, you still got to clean your shower. It, okay. You know what I mean. And yeah. we use we use pre sealed grout. We use a grout that's sealed molecularly from the inside out. I have it in my shower. Yeah. And you know, I all we do is spray some scrubbing bubbles cleaner on it. You let it set for ten minutes, and then you <laughs> rinse it off with the shower wand, and you're good to go.
1: See the I other mean, alternative that people are getting a lot of you know pressure from tv ads are these walk-in sh- walk-in baths and
6: with a little door on it with a you... little
1: door on it now dave alexander would fill it up and open the door i don't know if it's physically <laughs> possible but i would do it but the other side is i and some of us are you know we're we're to the point where we're thinking okay i want to put something investment quality into my home that outlives me that little assembly there will not sell to the family man who looks at my house 20 years from now
6: yeah those those things are 15 to 20,000 dollars good you heavens. get you you get inside it you set down yes you have water. to turn then you turn the water on and yep. you wait on it to fill up yeah yeah and everyone and can just imagine what that experience is like yep um sitting there with no clothes on, on this cold plastic fiberglass seat while you're waiting on that warm water to slowly right, come up your ankle to your knee and get, you know what I mean? It's just yeah, like, yeah. come on. Um, no, and I have I have actually done jobs where we've ripped those out. Really? And, and made a normal walk-in shower. where People have bought the home and the previous owner had that put in and they're like, no, we don't want that. Take it out.
1: Well, yeah, unless you're really to the point where you absolutely need that thing you're never going to buy that house with it installed except we're picking up the phone to call Craig, the floor guy, and have him tear it out. Um, So I got a question for the uh, one-day installation that other people advertise. Is it true that they get to the people's home and they say, well, yeah, we got a one-day installation, but not on your bathroom?
6: Yeah, it says in the fine print um – we do not guarantee installation to complete be completed in one day. Hmm. Oh. Yeah. So Bob, if you're, you're listening, Bob, yeah. I'm yeah. You'd like, to say hi to Bob. We all know who Bob is. He's all right. He, yeah. yeah. He actually called and told me this cause he had him come out and give him an estimate. And he said, man, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Says in the fine print, they don't guarantee one day. Right. Like, yeah. So, I mean, you know,
1: there's, there's a full range of products we haven't talked about. We, we talked a little bit about carpet, a lot about LVP and LVT, luxury vinyl plank and, and tile. We talked a bit about bathrooms. We didn't talk all that much about kitchens.
6: I mean, yeah, we can do custom. We We've done some with custom hoods over the oven with the big, nice, Decorative wood hood yeah. for the, for the, for the vent, for the people that really do some serious cooking. Yeah. Um, almost every kitchen we do, we have to extend the cabinet over the refrigerator out to full depth. So we extend it from 12 inches deep to 24 inches deep.
3: Right. So
6: that way you can actually reach it. Um, right. And, and access that we have trash can pull outs and, you know, the lazy Susans and uh, pot and pan uh, like cookie sheet divider pull outs where there's like a little, uh, tray that you, you put your cookie sheets in well, and, it, Craig, and it divides them.
1: Craig telephone number again, and then we'll say goodbye.
6: Eight, seven, seven, six floors, American free estimates. Or if you want a consultation with me, Craig, the floor guy, just ask, say, Hey, I got a question for Craig, the floor guy, and they'll schedule and I'll give you a call. All
1: right. Thanks a lot, Craig.
6: Have a great weekend.